0: Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric.
1: This is Josh. Hi everybody, I'm Lita Marb. Lita Marb? What? We are currently sitting in the cinema because we are socially distanced from each other. Hilarious amount of space away from each other instead of crowded around a desk in the office or crowded around my kitchen table. Lee oh, just man. injured himself.
2: Yes. I, COVID. The first thing that happened. I'm sorry. You're talking. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the first thing that happened during COVID is I slammed my front door on my middle finger. Oh, no. Oh God. And it still hasn't healed. It's been three months. So the worst thing about COVID is that. things that, I like to do with my middle finger. The worst I can't thing, thing do that's anymore. happened. <laughs> that's,
0: at uh, least when you show people that it's injured, it's yeah. like you can do that and not hurt their feelings, I guess. Hey, Dad,
2: look what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you like that? So it's been a busy few days for the Mayfair. Lee and Ian and I snuck in last night to do a social distance meeting. Ooh. And it was good because we kind of got to sit here and go like, well, here's the exits, here's the seats, here's, what we're going to do with the candy bar. Here's like, the theater. Yeah. We don't know <laughs> the restrictions and or, you know, whether this is two weeks or two months away, but yeah. it's good to kind of chat about it. Man. And then I was in today to do an interview because they wanted to get some shots inside the cinema. And then now we thought, hey, for the heck of it, let's do a podcast in here since we can have 10 people in here theoretically yeah. speaking
2: of chatting and I, me- I meant to say this to you before we started yes I hope you're not going to ask him to say something nice about the, the passing of Joel Schumacher no because I have nothing nice to say no. about that okay.
0: I'm just going to say he's made better movies than Batman and Robin I'm not going to defend him
2: but he did have Oh, we're talking about him now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, hey, you <laughs> brought it up. I wasn't, I wasn't even going to think about it. I wasn't it. doing it. Okay, I thought you were going to... Oh, and then The Passing, we, we re- recollect all those good movies. No. Like, what could, he wrote Car Wash, I think. All I'll yeah. say
1: is he had a very interesting career because I believe he started... Costumes, behind yeah. the scenes, that kind of stuff. He
0: wrote the Whiz, so you're biased. Like you we can't say the anything We showed the
2: 35 millimeter
1: print of that. Yeah,
2: that's Josh's one of the biggest bombs. Of the uh-huh. He
0: loves that movie though. That's a Josh special.
2: I didn't, what? No, it's not. <laughs> the Whiz? I thought you loved
0: the Whiz. No. Oh, all right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed you loved the Whiz. I've no. seen it. All right, that's fair. That's <laughs> seen fair.
1: It. No, you like the Wizard? That's like the oh, Wizard. That's that's, that's thing, just yeah. as good. That's the same movie. <laughs> same exact film. <laughs> It's a strange time as it has been a strange time for the past few months because people keep asking us questions that we don't have the answer to yet. We can be hopeful of when we reopen. I do know that way over in Halifax, they can have 50 people gatherings. That might be the next step for us. We don't know. Someone asked me, are are we doing a Joel Schumacher retrospective? Oh, my
2: God. (laughs) It's because we're closed. That's the only reason we're not doing it. From DC cab to
1: Batman Forever. Oh, man. Yeah, he's that's that's quite a career. To be fair, when we re-listen to this, you have now brought it back to Joel Schumacher. Yeah, I know. let's keep talking about it. <laughs> I'm His gonna son. say, I'm not gonna I lie can't...
0: to you. I was gonna mention Joel Schumacher. I didn't know Lee was gonna be here at the time. Yeah. Uh, I have nothing
2: against him. I was just trying to be funny. Yeah. yeah, and I guess making fun of dead people isn't funny. He had a very
1: <laughs> he just died. I mean, interesting, interesting stuff, but... run because I don't know what brought him. I don't know what got him this gig. He got one of those John Grisham movies when they were like oh yeah the client yeah and so that was humongous at the box office and then i think just because he was kind of a mainstream guy they said we want the third batman movie to not be as weird which <laughs> yes. is a strange thing in a different way and I then guess. he got that gig and it made a lot of money isn't it
2: where the batman Forever is the third one and not the fourth one yeah they dropped the ball and then
0: bad boys did the same thing they're like shouldn't you have kept bad boys for life for the oh, next one? yeah like, come on
2: well, luckily there won't be a next one. Well, yeah, and I didn't see it. I heard it was not It's, good. it's crazy that's not directed by Michael Bay. Yeah. Which is the most attractive thing about it. But what's also ugly is a filmmaker or two. I think it's two filmmakers made that movie. I, I don't know. Whoever made at it least two. is paying homage to the worst thing about the motion picture, picture industry. Yeah. The worst thing about
1: the moving image, Michael Bay, you're paying homage <laughs> for that. Yeah. yeah.
0: We have no love for him. Except for The Rock. I
1: love that movie. I didn't like him even before there was any news of him being a horrible person. Yeah. So like, I didn't yeah. like him yeah. when he was just a filmmaker. Now you really don't like him. Oh, really? Did he do something? Well, there's Your been station? some interesting news in the last couple of days. And I don't usually follow this stuff, but it kind of caught my eye that Megan Fox, who never did anything wrong in the world, just stuff coming out where she she didn't really want to speak of it because she was like, when I tried to speak of this before, nobody helped me. Nobody. Everyone kind of made fun of me. But just she has a lot of horrible stories of being very young. I forgot she was this young. And Michael Bay making her do an audition in a bikini and making her do some stuff like really kind of creepy stuff. Mm. And then being let go from the franchise supposedly because she kind of spoke up and people said, oh, she's so difficult to work with. And like maybe she was just trying to speak up about things that are. It's not only it's not that she
2: ousted from that franchise. It seemed like she was cut off from Hollywood altogether. Very
1: much. And in the past couple of years, she's done some things like, I watched this TV show called New Girl. And she did quite a few episodes of that. Maybe like mm-hmm. a dozen episodes. Perfectly good. Good actor. I don't think... I think she's still out there working, but... I think, she, had, she had a kid, didn't she, as why well? I think so, too. But <laughs> I've heard a number of stories about Michael Bay where I, I, I won't specify on the profession, but people who actually like worked with him, that he's a monster. He's the most... Cliche Hollywood filmmaker of throwing coffee in a production assistant's face, <laughs> yelling for no reason. Like just ego, mad. yeah. And just and then you look at it, and I don't think I would ever get to ask this question. But if I ever met Spielberg, so many questions to ask. But my biggest would be like, you worked as even just just as an executive producer, but you executive produced Michael Bay five times. Right. Five right. times. You didn't produce the Jaws sequels. You never made a sequel to Goonies. But you made five Michael Bay <laughs> movies where he has such a bad reputation. And the movies were poor representations of women, kind of some bad racial stuff in there. And on top of that, just plots that didn't make sense. I remember going <laughs> to see part two, and the only reason I like part two is in the grand scheme of my life, I bumped into a lead of marb outside of watching Transformers 2. The actual lead marb The lead marb <laughs> And that was the chain of events leading to me being involved in the Mayfair. Oh, really?
2: What, that, wait, yeah. I've never heard that. That's yeah. a weird...
1: We both went to the... Um, T2? That seems longer than, like, 11 years ago. Uh, no, Transformers 2. Transformers 2. Yeah. 2. T2. T2. <laughs> I was yeah. like,
0: don't please don't call it T2. It does not deserve because to be called this, that. this would
1: have been, like, say, 2009 and the mayfair was going to be going away oh. and i bumped into you and i'm like yeah it's so sad and you and you said Something might be happening, and so that was. I wish we had just walked out of the latest Scorsese picture or something. I remember
2: but. thinking back, and when we opened the Mayfair, one of my first ideas to, to make people smile when they came to the Mayfair is to have Michael Bay piss pucks in the men's urinal, Aha. which never happened. Well, there's uh, still time. Which, yeah, I just yeah. keep thinking about it. That'd be a nice way to move forward. It's great uh, now. Now that he's a jerk, it's perfect. Well, and but you also make me think that the same things that we hate Michael Bay for is what we
1: admire about Sam Peckinpah. Oh, Oh, we've talked about that in depth. Imagine if Kubrick's and Peckinpah, etc., were doing movies today—the exact same thing, like a director treating actors or crew members the way Kubrick did. I don't think you'd get away with that, you know. Yeah, like, there's
2: been a lot of talk about Kubrick and the way he was with men and women on the set and, and people looking down upon it, but people loved Sam Peckinpah. they loved love that about him because he was he was a raging alcoholic and he was fighting the producers mostly. He was, yeah. you know, throwing coffee maybe at the producers, not at actors. Right. Or, although he did fire a lot of crew members from certain movies, he kind of is champion for like being mad and like taking his clothes off. Like if, a, if the producers wanted to come and meet with him, Oh while God. he was editing oh to, just to give him their advice and tell him what to do he would just take all his clothes off and yeah. put a handgun on this on his editing machine and yeah. they would leave him alone yeah. <laughs> that you're, kind of stuff is
1: you're wonderful. like the nudity was enough You didn't need the handgun as well uh, but anyway <laughs> well just imagine like even take the name kubrick out of the equation and take the masterpiece he made out of the equation and if you just hear stories like i like matthew modine has this kind of, I think like a coffee table book because he's a pretty decent photographer and it's just all these shots of Full Metal Jacket. And he said when he got the gig, it was like whatever, you know, like a normal gig where it was like, okay, it's going to be three months, it's going to be this and that. And he, at the time, I, I don't know how old he was, say 35, but he had a wife and two kids and a life in Los Angeles. And it was filming wherever it filmed in the UK. And three months became four, became five, became six. Imagine that of just an average job like you ordered a pizza mm. and the pizza person phones and goes it's going to take seven days to get your pizza it's going to cost you three times as what you said it was going to pay and i'm going to yell at you when i deliver it but kubrick is as a as a master kind of got away with it
2: did the, the pizza delivery man make 2001 A space odyssey exactly <laughs> was it we, the we can't best be sure pizza. was it the best
1: <laughs> pizza you've ever had man hitchcock too Oh, yeah, like Hitchcock. The funny thing, though, is, and of course, not to defend it at all, but every once in a while, you will hear what is now an elderly woman. And I think the last time it happened was Angela Lansbury. And I'm paraphrasing, but you'll hear them say, like, oh, I don't know what women are complaining about nowadays. In my day, that just happened, and we were fine with it. Catherine Hepburn said the same thing. And you just cringe, and you go, no, Catherine, that's not okay. (laughs) Oh, God younger actors or actresses will step up and be like, well, no, no, just because it happened then doesn't mean it could still happen now. So it is that different world, all for the better of, yeah, like you can't, like, can you imagine Edgar Wright doing that? Like you can't, like it's. Yeah,
2: you you don't expect the worst from nerds. Yeah, uh, nerds, that's why we work with right. you, Josh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know how they took Gone with the Wind off television right. b- because they're slave owners and all that stuff. Why is Breakfast at Tiffany still a thing? These films just need—they talk about how they need disclaimers now, right? If you're gonna, right. you you can—we're st- not banning Gone with the Wind, but if you're going to show Gone with the Wind, it needs a disclaimer, mm-hmm. yeah. of, You know, giving context to why this was in an American film. The Searchers, all the Native Americans, and the Searchers are Caucasian actors with yeah. red face. Yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Mickey Rooney. Running
1: around, and, and you a watch really that. Really stereotypical Japanese man. Angry That's man. the like it's crazy. Like ninety eight percent of that movie is this kind of lovely classic, and then there's about two hookers. And then, yeah, <laughs> yes. but and then, then don't get too in depth. But, <laughs> but then there's thirty seconds that is the most, uh. and completely out of place. And <laughs> if you just cut it out, nobody would notice. It doesn't advance the plot. It's not, not an important piece. And Blake Edwards has said, I really regretted
2: that. I wish I didn't do that. Right, yeah, yeah. But what what would the disclaimer be? (laughs) Audrey Hepburn's classic film. Ignore Mickey Rooney. It will say. (laughs)
1: Please don't pay attention to this. (laughs) This film has unfortunate stereotypes in it that we would not represent today. Like, it'll be something like that.
0: Yeah, it was all, like those Looney Tunes cartoons, like all the war stuff, you know. Like, I would yeah. hate to not see
2: any of that stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it's like Bla- Blazing Saddles, you could have. I think the disclaimer should be, you know, if the filmmaker, if the artist is living, Mel, you get Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Ooh, Mel Brooks, don't get him. Jesus. <laughs> Mel Brooks, you sit him down, and you explain the humor isn't. He's not putting down uh, the Native American or the black American. He's making fun of ignorance. That whole movie is a a jab at
1: ignorance, not... Well, and that's the same thing that very interestingly that Jojo Rabbit went through very recently where... Who Framed Jojo Rabbit? Who Framed Jojo Rabbit, (laughs) which was a award success and a critical success and did well for places like us, kind of small scale, but was not a giant $100 million box office hit. And you saw a number of takes on that of people who either didn't quite know what it was or what it was, thinking. And you think like, you really think a native New Zealand filmmaker by the name of Taika Waititi would be making a pro-Hitler movie? You're like, no, it's, it's not. Very akin to a Mel Brooks type comedy. So that got all kinds of acclaim, but there's still people out there who were offended by that.
2: In the age of Jojo Rabbit, in the age of post Life is Beautiful, you'd think we could see the Jerry Lewis movie now. Oh, yeah. i are getting I, closer.
1: I've heard we don't want to see that Jerry Lewis movie. <laughs> well, the,
0: I just heard that like apparently it's not even complete because they had turned over that version to the Library of Congress or whatever it was, and uh, apparently it's like it's not like a ninety-minute movie. There's like a lot of the movie, but it's there's like stuff missing. I supposed. I, I hope that's not true because yeah, I want to see the whole thing as well. But. I've
1: heard from people I can't remember who some comedians like it was a uh, Gary Shanling or Steve Martin, but like some people have seen this. Jerry Seinfeld, somebody, and to a person, all of them have said it is both a terrible movie and insanely offensive. Yeah, so it? it's this like one-two punch of mm-hmm. like it's not like offensive and a masterpiece and so bad it's good. It's not like, it's not shades of life is beautiful. Yeah, so it's, it's not like the Orson Welles movie that finally got released kind of thing, where it was like this cult niche thing that's kind of fun to see, even if it's not a perfect masterpiece, it's like, no. Yeah, it was at
0: least not set at Auschwitz though. So, like he knew well enough to not yeah. do that. Like, I can't even imagine what this one is gonna be like. I th- was it Hank Azaria that saw it? It was someone who did a voice in like The that. Simpsons. Yeah. I-, I couldn't remember, yeah. yeah. Cause it's so fascinating to hear stuff like that. And you're just like, yeah. Yeah, we deserve to see it i don't know, I don't know. It's, that it's, sounds entitled I guess, I,
2: i'm happy but to if not he hated see it, it if he was yeah. very unhappy yeah with it, he, you know he owns his films right the rights and he has the negative of everything yeah if he hated the film was disappointed it's up to him to take it away i guess it's true it's not like paramount said we're not releasing that with <laughs> film jerry lewis yeah yeah
0: it's pretty soon though like i mean i think it's only another like three or five years before it's available to be seen like he had given a copy to whatever the main library someone will fact check me on this but yeah, it's, I think it's like twenty twenty three or twenty something, like where it's gonna be. We should have a doable. sleepover. Yeah. yeah, why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy to. It's a very specific. If it comes cinema out and people tonight. want to watch it, that's fine. But it, it just sounds to me, it's like nah, I'm I'm happy. I feel I'm like happy. part of You wants to see it though. No, I I'm like. happy following Jerry Lewis's <laughs> wishes and just being like nah. I the don't first watch that.
0: bad Jerry Lewis movie. <laughs> Hardly working's not very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I mean, there's a few duds, but oh,
2: what was the one he made? Oh, it's where he plays that alien? That's uh, really oh. weird.
1: Oh, like in the 1980s? It,
0: Man. It, it's Yeah. Where's it's, Andrew Point when we need him? He would be all over that. Andrew
2: Point? <laughs> yeah. He, Does he work here?
0: I, I'm not clear on that. I haven't seen him in four months. I don't know. Does anyone work here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess no one really works here. Oh, yeah. Slapstick is another uh, a slapstick of another kind. It stars Jerry Lewis in two different roles and Madeline Kahn and Marty Fellman. And they play these aliens.
1: I saw that. In the cinema. Oh, man. You saw what? Like, you saw Slapstick of another I'm pretty comic? sure. Like what when was that, like in? early,
2: mid-80s? Uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah. Unless I'm hallucinating. It I'm, was after King of Comedy, because he was out doing the rounds promoting King of Comedy and saying, I got into this other movie. It's really, <laughs> really good. And, you know, it's not on DVD. <laughs> I could be, you know. And there's know, no trailer online. I can only find, like, little like short clips and oh, him on Carson talking about it. It looks
1: out of this world stupid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes really... you can't trust your own memory, but I'm... <laughs>
2: I wish pretty I could show you sure. this poster.
1: I feel like you would have seen that. I'm pretty sure like on a random like Saturday afternoon with my dad, it was like, ah, there's a movie. Let's go see that. We love Jerry Lewis. This yeah, has got to be what good. What could go wrong? <laughs> yes, he's playing two roles. I'm pretty sure I saw that. It's the same era of like, I went to see Santa Claus, the movie, you know, just like when you're a kid, you just go see movies. Not that that's much different for many of us now. You just go see whatever. Hot dog,
0: the movie hamburger, the movie. You're like, I got to see all the ones that are a movie. (laughs)
2: Yeah. slapstick of another kind, a rich and beautiful couple give birth to deformed alien twins who, when their heads are joined together, they are the smartest kids on the planet.
1: Wow. I've totally seen that movie. Wow. Yeah. I know. That <laughs> does sound that movie, like a Josh movie that you would
2: have seen randomly yeah. as a Yeah, I saw Hardly Working when it came out, but I did not see this film. Man. It doesn't even look like Jerry Lewis on the cover, like the, the poster, sorry, the cover. The poster. <laughs> it's, I'm, yeah, I, I really had no, despite
1: watching a lot of old movies when I was a kid, I really had no association. Like, I didn't watch Nutty oh. Professor when I was 10 years old. Like, I didn't, there was other old stuff I watched, but. And Orson Welles is in it. <laughs> Oh, well, I see, you buried the lead on that one.
2: I hope he plays like the alien father or something. We should show this for a week when we we'll open. Oh, man. It has yeah. gone, just, people will come see anything. We'll that's true. show a slapstick of another kind. We were
0: talking about that. I was like, you could play anything, and people will be like, oh, we need to get out of the house and support the mayor." And Aver. the
2: Police Academy marathon. And oh, man. Start with seven.
0: Mission to Moscow is so good. That's very interesting.
1: It's like, and I'm very careful. Like, I don't want to make fun of anything. Like, we're a bunch of white dudes. But you see a movie now, like a comedy movie, a kid's comedy movie. With cops in it. Like, we watched oh, okay. the Pixar movie Onward. Very good movie. And there's a couple cop characters in it. Or you think about Police Academy. You think about anything that has, like, that cop character. That's not going to fly anymore. Man, like, co-
0: you're ta- cop and a half, man. You're talking to yeah, Lee DeMar. Like, like, like
1: <laughs> I don't think we're going to see that in movies anymore. It's going to be the kid's parent is going to be a firefighter <laughs> or teacher. But, but you see that. And it's, it's not even... Like, it's jarring to watch almost because everything horrible going on yeah. right now.
0: The security guard is okay still, right? Like, we could say Maybe. security guard and a yeah. half. But yeah, it's very
2: interesting. <laughs> I, I had an experience with a, a police officer outside of the Mayfair just a couple oh, right. of nights ago. I don't think I told you. A very admirable thing he did. I was leaving the Mayfair. You know, sometimes we do private screenings. Uh, yeah. You and you know, Eric will get together and watch pornography. Yes. And, I'll <laughs> and that, that Jerry Lewis <laughs> alien movie. <laughs> I had my kids in here when we watched the film uh, and we and we left and as we were leaving... You lock the door my kids are close you know on the sidewalk off of bank and we were about to cross bank and two motorcycles. Did I tell you this? You did, yeah. Two motorcycles. I swear they were doing 200 kilometers an hour. So crazy. Boom, yeah. boom. They just, we just heard them. They went by so fast. Jeez. And there was a cop chasing them. And because he saw me and my kids, he stopped. Turned his lights off and stopped and decided not to chase anymore. In the United States, it's good television, right? Let's just keep chasing these right. cops and we'll yeah. get on television somehow. But in Canada, the police have this thing where they're not going to pursue because people are going to end up dead. Yeah. Uh, and he came around, and he asked if we seen a make and model or license plate i said no they were going so fast and i'm pretty sure those guys are jerks you must have a short list of jerks you can go <laughs> round up in ottawa oh, man. but anyway i was pretty impressed that he stopped his car like that's like, a wild story i didn't know where i thought that was going right but. here like it was 11 30 i think people uh, because they feel like at, after 10 there's no one out it's like christmas morning yeah. there's no one driving their cars and i feel people can just feel the need to go really fast or not, not signal, not stop at stop signs. It's
1: kind of like a Wow Wow west out there. I've yeah, heard yeah. it a couple of times just like from my living room and you'll hear the sounds of two cars or bikes or whatever. And just that kind of like movie fast and furious sound effect, just <laughs> boom, boom. Yes. And I think they're either going, like I can see the Queensway from my house so I think they're either zipping down the Queensway at midnight at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Because Bank Street is this long. <laughs> and it's and it's like hilly and curvy. And
2: like, yeah. It didn't seem like a very safe place to be driving a motorcycle no. at yeah. 200K. Especially
0: at that corner there when it merges into like the two lanes instead of the, yeah. like the turning it was lane like there. like Tron. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> that, I was literally going to say they were like Tron style bikes. That's yeah. how you described it in my head. So.
1: Like the sexy remake Tron. Yeah.
2: Not well, you rim- did a perfect
0: <laughs> job describing it without saying the word Tron. So good work on that. <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> So let's mention, theoretically, if we're back open in some capacity in two weeks, in a month, in two months, because I know you've been offered a couple of things. You don't have to be specific, but what do you think we'll be screening? Do you think we'll be purely a rep house for a while? Well, I actually, I, I wanted, I remember this happened about over a week, and I thought, oh, I'd love to talk
2: about this on the, on the podcast. So the first sign of life getting back to normal, you know, mostly I'm dealing with distributors who want to do virtual screenings. Right. And that has dried up now because... Everyone's getting ready for the reopening. And yeah. maybe in July, that's a thing. So the first email I got from a distributor where it was about showing a movie theatrically. Oh, Nick
0: Cage. Come on, Nick Cage.
2: <laughs> it was MK2 Films who brought out Parasite. Cool. And they said, we're re-releasing David Cronenberg's Crash in 4K no, at the end man. of the month. And I thought, oh, isn't that nice? So the first sign of things life getting back to normal is the most... Twisted, yeah. sexually bizarre film to ever come out of any country uh, in the world. Canadian and in four K, you can really
0: see the sex in four K. Right? And I,
2: I swear to God, I was watching my German four K Blu Ray of Crash when they I got it in the mail. It took Weird. three months. It's incredible. Like you should see the artwork. You should Google for those at home. Make sure your kids are downstairs. Google <laughs> German four K Blu Ray cover. For the cover is really obscene. But one, it's a wonderful. Film. I believe. Well, it's German, so I mean, I'm not shocked that they went, <laughs> they pushed it. Martin Scorsese picked it as the best film of the the '90s, right? It's '99. Wow. wow, really? It's That's
0: 20, yeah, it's 20. I mean, I'm not going to agree with them, but I respect the hell out of them. So I, it's
2: such a good film, and it's aged so well. It's so. I like. The, they they closed down parts of the Don Valley Parkway to make that movie you yeah. know the, the, basically this porno film in the yeah. on the side yeah bolly parkway so i can't crazy. and the government paid for it a lot of a lot, a lot of government money was in there. i can't imagine the. i what don't know year how that still got made i think it's 99 crap i think it's the 20th anniversary now right
1: see i remember it's, it because it has elias Coteus from oh, i think he's it's brilliant is it 96 and then existence was 99
2: oh yes i think it is 96 i don't know why
0: that's in my head yeah, I have random 96. dates of things in my head and then they made that terrible other crash movie. Yeah, so
2: it, it'll be kind of the 25th anniversary. But I'm glad there's a new 4K. It looked, it looks beautiful. I bet. And I can imagine DCP here in 4K will look stunning. It <laughs> look like you, you can walking along the side of the high, Grand nah. Valley, looking at the scars on people's legs. Oh it's really perverse film, but it's <laughs> particularly well made and out of this world. And it won a big prize at the Cannes Film Festival It right. didn't exist. Yeah. I remember when it came out in '96, it was like. Can was in May, and before the end of May, it was playing at Silver City. And it was really exciting to see it right after it won its big Audacity Award at Can. That's great. Within two weeks, it was playing here in Ottawa, and I was thrilled. And I hadn't seen them in so long. Anyway, you, I think you asked another question. So yeah. what, when we reopen, yeah, maybe, hopefully, I'll, you know, like, I think there's still value showing movies like Trip to Greece*. Which
1: yeah. We or stuff offered. that we maybe like just missed, like 1917 or Little Women or maybe. Defy Bloods. What yeah. one
2: best picture this year?
1: Parasite. Parasite,
2: man. Yeah. Ben. And we we've shown that a, for seventy eight weeks in a yeah, row. Yeah, but there's so. another film I think that was nominated for Best Picture, we never
1: got the show. Like nineteen seventeen. Oh, Did we show it once? Yeah. I, I know one we missed that probably isn't of interest was Joker. That was one we, we missed oh, out on. Oh, really? Yeah. And then Little Women we got for like two days. I'm I mean, hoping they'll be like Hey, do you want to show the new James Bond
2: movie? No, they won't. There's a bunch of art house films out there for us to grab.
1: Yeah, and there are some little movies coming out, I know, theatrically, like either in like drive-ins, like horror films, stuff like that. I read, I'm sure you read this because it's in your veins, that in the UK, Empire Strikes Back is getting yes. a release. What? Yes. What is Disney's, is they, are they just being like, ah, let's loosen the, the vault a little bit? Yeah, it might be a thing
2: where it's still 20th Century Fox in the UK. Oh, mm, right? yeah. Because Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Who's, who's, the other one? who's the other one? <laughs> George Lucas. <laughs> that was pretty Jerry cool. Gary Lewis. George yeah, Lucas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he owned the rights to make right. that film and allowed 20th Century Fox was just a distributor. Like Disney now. Right. Disney right. owns Lucasfilm, but mm-hmm. they're basically, you know, they're, in, Lucasfilm still operates independently and yeah. Disney releases mm-hmm. them. So. That's why they're particularly Uh, well-made. So, yeah, yeah, there's a good chance that he had different deals with distributors overseas into different territories. Right, right, right.
1: Because my dream, which I know won't happen, but would be just like Disney goes, well, after this crazy thing, we want to be nice and support you. Here you go. You can... The vault's open. The vault's open. Go (laughs) crazy. And especially nowadays, especially like either screening a Blu-ray or a DCP or whatever, it's not like they got to... Go into a vault and dust off Fantasia and send us a print. Like, it's... well,
2: we talked about this, briefly yesterday on Friday. I'm mm-hmm. meeting Marcus and we're going to discuss maybe doing a week long, doing 35 millimeter prints. Mm. Yeah, finding, like, what... finding like seven, and then uh, I know a few print collectors that we can borrow from and show some fun
1: stuff. Yeah, and I did find a 35 millimeter print of Do the Right Thing. That's beautiful. Oh, that, nice. That I think is something. Besides, for important. I think it would be so good to do get a local group of interest to present it and say hello and collect funds. You know, yeah, like, get
2: Sweet Dick Willie to do an
1: introduction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Sweet Dick oh, Willie God. presents. Do <laughs> the right it's 35 it's like, millimeter
2: print and do the right thing.
1: Only at the Mayfair. <laughs> so. Even with the five bloods yeah. floating around now, just seeing the posters. Like Spike has put up a couple of really awesome posters, and I retweeted it, and I was like. Man, I wish this was in our lobby it right would now. Be, I, oh. 100%. I guarantee
2: we'd be showing that because this time last year, the Oscars were, you know, you know Oscar films are about to come out. And Netflix was pushing movies down our throat, hoping they yeah. get theatrical so we get eligible for Oscars. They had The Five Bloods, to me, would have been something. I haven't heard from Netflix since after the Oscars. Right. Mm. And they didn't win. Yeah. Right?
1: But we had this run of... Irishmen, oh, so many, uncut yeah. gems, like even, once even, a week, almost. Yeah, like stuff that didn't kind of hit Oscar buzz, but like the Laundromat. Like and we, there must have
2: had... been an audience in Ottawa to see the Five Bloods. Oh, I'm sure, of, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Watching it on your lousy TV, your television. Yeah.
0: No, it's not like that's that's a big movie too. Yeah. Like the scope of it is really impressive. So. Yeah,
2: so you watched it?
0: Yeah, I, I really liked it actually.
2: I like most of it. Yeah. I just find in the first act that the helicopter shot, the CGI helicopter, remind me of Who Killed Captain Alex? Oh man!
0: <laughs> oh, you've ruined it for me now. I, I'm going to think of I, it every time. I had to laugh when oh, I thought of you
1: getting action films watching the new uh, oh, God, Spike I never Lee even film. thought of it. Well, well, I, I love him. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah. I thought <laughs> may, maybe there's a chance that, <laughs> and you know, everything is, is a maybe, but maybe way down the line, like January, February, when The Five Bloods is in for an Oscar race, oh. maybe Netflix might be like, well, re release it we then. We have hear
2: back from Netflix. Netflix is a really weird animal. I think they open up one office in Toronto as one woman working it. I don't think they've cashed our checks. Don't say that oh. do you want me to cut that out? <laughs> but maybe, but they just don't they don't care. They put the movies out there. They didn't ask for movies back. They didn't ask for posters back. I haven't heard from I don't know if Netflix can even exist anymore. It's weird. I hope we hear from them because especially the woman I was working with was great. Mm-hmm. She was quick to reply to emails. It was easy to confirm things from her and get posters. But I think they just wanted their Oscar really bad and, and who knows, I'd I hope we hear from them. It I was D films originally was distributing. Netflix and after what was the big one what was the first big Netflix film that made a ton of money uh, it was Roma wasn't it Roma yeah after Roma and all the money that, that went in theatrically for that movie which they hid we weren't allowed to report to Netflix oh right yeah yeah uh, all that money D films folded right wow. after Roma which doesn't make sense no so when you have a success yeah you continue interesting yeah i think there might be a good comparison to orion pictures didn't orion have a really big movie out just as they were folding oh yeah dance of wool dance of the Wolf. oh yeah yeah when you win the oscar for best uh picture, hey. you don't close. that's so weird
1: <laughs> it's nice to them. have them
0: back now though at least like still seeing that logo on new stuff is yeah. pretty fun like yeah. does it that weird nostalgic what did feel. we see
1: it on child's play I,
0: yeah i think so
2: i think it was that yeah and I, I think, always think of those Woody Allen movies he made with Mia Farrow. I didn't, oh man. I didn't for some reason, I don't think of Woody Allen <laughs> for when I think of that. Orion. Yeah, Orion, yeah. I think of RoboCop and Woody Allen.
0: So yeah, I think of like yeah, sci-fi and horror basically. I don't know. That's me though. I'm Bill broken.
1: Bill and Ted. I think the new Bill and Ted is oh, Orion yeah. again. That looks terrible. How dare you? I didn't, I didn't see the trailers so Yeah. I can't comment.
2: Oh, you haven't. Seen, oh, did you purposely not watch
0: it? Yeah, kind of. It's more just like I don't know. It's with I, I don't watch a lot of trailers if I can avoid it, just because for stuff I'm probably gonna see or that there'll be more trailers later. Who's
2: I'm, Keanu Reeves plays, Bill, uh, or does he play Ted? <laughs> that's uh, the eternal I think question. he's I wonder, Ted? Keanu Reeves makes, is making a lot of. Good movies, you know, yeah. John Wick one and whatever for part two and three, like he, Matrix one and whatever for part two. The, yeah. He's an action star, yeah. speed, like he's a really fit man, but for some reason he looks really fat in the, <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> oh man. And maybe because the other guy, let's say he's Bill, let's say Keanu Reeves is Bill. Ted looks like he walked off the set of Excellent Adventure. What's the second one
1: called? I d- I'm looking for to it. journey. That's August something year. that, that <laughs> when they put up the poster, I kind of said like, because everybody asks, everyone always asks, like, are you going to get this, get this? And they're like, we don't know, but I would love to play it someday. Josh, but I have a lot
2: of respect for you. And it looks excellent.
1: Coco, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's like most That's excellent.
2: Sorry, I, I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, I uh, I love so I was in New York City, 2001 showing Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter at, uh, at the cinema that's no longer open. It was a really cool movie theater where they'd sew Doris Wishman movies and hmm. cool Russ Meyer films. And the guy who programmed the movie, and it was packed, he's like, are you going to do a Q&A afterwards? He's like, yeah, that's in 90 minutes. He's, I said, yeah. He like, are you going to watch a film? He said, like, well, I've seen it. Because you want to go, there's a party across the street. You want to go have a beer, you know, my friend's house. I'm like, sure. And I walked <laughs> in, and the place, was, it was this, like an apartment on the top of this building, and it was packed with the people. And the guy who owned the apartment building came up to me. And he's like, hey, hey, do you want a beer? And he gave me a beer, and uh, I talked to him for 90 minutes. If I was there for an hour, I talked to him for 90 minutes. He showed me around his house. He had some editing bays, some sweets. Wow. He was working on a movie, and he was really, really nice. And my friends I went with were just had their mouths open looking at me. And I came back, oh, that guy's really nice. Like, do you realize who that was? I'm like, no. It's like, he's, in, he's Ted, Bill and Ted. <laughs> <actual adventure. laughs> oh, What's my his God. Name? Alex Winter. Alex Winter. I, only, I was thinking in my head while I was telling the story. What's his name? I was going to say it's a uh, Jonathan Winter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know it's a season and a guy's name, but I can't remember which season.
2: Death <laughs> Wish Three. Uh, I, was like, <laughs> I, I had I'm talking to him, and he looks just like he did then. But it, it was funny. I spent an hour with him, and didn't that's realize who he was. Crazy.
0: Time. And if it was Josh, he wouldn't have got a few words out. Yeah. Was just,
2: I, I, uh, well, maybe that's, that's why he liked me, right? Because I was. Oh, sure. like, yeah.
1: Because oh, he didn't care. You I didn't know I, who. I loved who... it when you beat up that woman in Death <laughs> Wish Three. Oh man. <laughs> and that's the key. I've been complimented of, of meeting my heroes and be able to just to talk about stuff and not freak out. And that's the key. We're all just people. It's all just like it's true. We're all just people. Yeah, I can't believe he met
0: the director, of freaked, and he was yeah. so calm about it.
2: Oh, he directed Freaked?
1: Yeah, that's is that what, what he, he, Mr. T. Uh, uh, I think yep, so. Yep. The bearded lady. Yeah, Keanu Reeves has, <laughs> yeah. plays the bearded lady, I think,
0: that, or he plays.
2: That's what weird. he's done the last or years. Is he or got or into?
1: directing documentaries and little movies and tv stuff. Well, and, I'll
2: never forget the name Jonathan Winter. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> his name was Alex Winter.
1: <laughs> and oh. I figure we would show like stuff that got taken away from us like uh, the Godzilla festival. Yeah, I was say, yeah. yeah hopefully yeah, so that's
2: Godzilla. We had a plan Godzilla, Bergman, Fellini. Yeah, I want I really want
1: to do all that so stuff. So all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we don't know whether it's going to be we can have fifty people in here, or hundred people, or we can have candy bar, or not have candy bar. It's all two kind people of, at a time. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there
0: has to be a sweet spot financially for it to even make sense. Yeah, like if you can't sell food and you can only have you know twenty people in here, then what's the point? Like and
2: I think when, when the movie's on, it's safe. Everyone's right, facing yeah. the same way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's getting in and out of the building. It's mm-hmm. like
1: yeah, I think it's going to be wear your mask inside. Yeah, to go Hopefully, to the candy bars open. Pick yeah. up your popcorn. Then when you're sitting inside, you're gonna have that bubble around you. You're all watching the movie. There you go. But if someone flushes the toilet and it doesn't close the lid, we're all gonna get yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that.
2: Fecal plumage. That's That's too much. That's the new normal. Yeah, the new normal is wear a mask everywhere you go and close the toilet lid like why didn't anyone tell me this before i didn't know about fecal plumage until like COVID. and you know they say if you have your toothbrush in the same place as your toilet and you flush the toilet your toothbrush is probably full of your own fecal matter thank god lee's back on the podcast <laughs> true
0: this is grade a I'm
2: content like, i wish i knew this before COVID. Oh, i had man. burn my toothbrush
1: genuinely i have so many friends with kids kind of 10 years and, and younger and in the same way that we might look back now And I just talked with a friend of mine who said his dad was one of these guys who was like, would never wear his seatbelt, would pretend to wear a seatbelt, would get tickets for not wearing a seatbelt. And I think in that same way, kids who are now 10, who are going to be when they're 30, when they're 40, are going to look back and be like, yeah, now when we're sick and we go to the store, we put on our masks. Mm -hmm. Now when we go outside, we come home and just wash our hands for 20 seconds. They're going to look back on us and be like... People didn't wash their hands as much. Like when I was a kid and I rode in cars with adults,
2: the only thing that seatbelts are used for was to open up beer bottles. And See,
1: yeah, like beer bottle
2: openers. Uh, and it's like a, it's a different time. The world,
1: <laughs> the world changes. Like I remember my dad telling me stories of before my time. So say like in the early '70s, mid '70s, of if he would come to a cinema like the Mayfair and be. Say sitting up in the balcony, you would just see dozens of plumes of smoke. Yes.
2: Well, you can see it in the Mayfair. The vents over the balcony, that was a smoking section. Right. And those two vents pulled the cigarette smoke up. That was for cigarettes specifically. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I can't imagine. There's that's... no light. There's no switch for them anymore. Oh but, uh, God, that's what those two things are for. So
1: you know, there's all kinds of examples of our world changing as such. So this is and seems like a crazy time we're in. But when we get through the other side, it's just oh. going to be like this is different. This yeah. is a different. I you like mean, when Bart, people man.
2: smoked in the movie theater because you could see the beam of light going. Oh, that's yeah, cool. that's kind of cool. Yeah. You can't see that anymore. It's you see like,
1: an old black and white movie, and you're like, "Wow, smoking yeah. cigarettes is
2: cool." I remember. I remember that. I remember seeing movies and the Canadian national anthem would play. And everyone would stand up for the trailers and then sit down. Aww. And curtains used to close right. after the trailers and reopen again. So the curtains would open, they'd show trailers, it would close, huh. and then it would open again and the movie would start. That's weird. That's, yeah. I, that like, seems, that's kind of fun, but yeah. what's it Seems like an started, extra step. <laughs> they started doing that at the Bytown, I think in the 90s while I was working there. And uh, it was explained to me, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it, you know, it lengthens the time between movies and we want less time so we can sell popcorn.
1: Yeah, because I figure too, and again, question marks, but we will say even on a Saturday, instead of showing four movies, like one, three, seven, nine, we might do like whatever the math is, like have longer breaks, be like two thirty, six and nine thirty. I don't know something like I know this guy in
2: Toronto. I've never brought this up with you. (laughs) He's got money. He's an actor. Been in some... I'll tell you after, Eric. Okay. Yeah, it. you can tell. I'm, the, I'm like champing at the bit over here. He's a star, he's a star of a very reputable horror film. Whoa. Oh my God, you're killing and me. And he wants... To open up, he wants. He's trying to convince me to run the Mayfair Theater as a 24-hour cinema. And he's like, "It'd make so much money, Lee. It'd make so much money if you just never closed. And he showed movies, you know, at midnight, what? 2 a.m., 3 a.m., you know, all night long, and people would just have something to do all night long." And I'm like, "That might work in New York City or." It's the worst idea I've ever heard. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ottawa is
0: not sustaining that. And I
2: love this guy, to bits Who's so.
0: working those shows too? I mean, I'm yeah. not coming in. <laughs> <That's> Andrew <laughs> <laughs> doesn't. See oh, it. That's true. I was good, yeah,
2: good call on that one. And we just had we'd hire cocaine addicts. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the people. Just come in here to like bums would come here to sleep and hookers oh, come in worst. here to.
1: Not to make light of anything like that, but that has happened a couple of times. It, yeah, it's definitely it's not fun. It's, it's a reality. Not fun. Yeah, that it's, it's mainly
0: bad when they yell at you or they get angry when you're trying to help.
2: That would happen in the National Archives of Canada. The Canadian Film Institute used to show movies on Wellington, and I was in high schools and I'd sell tickets, and we'd show we show Deep Throat. We were living in a government building, so the ratings didn't apply. Rating systems, censorship didn't apply, so we were showing everything. You know that porno they go to see in taxi driver, you know, he takes silver oh, I right. yeah. we showed yeah. that. What? We showed Sallow once oh, and man. and this guy had a heart attack during the screen. I'm not surprised. And we didn't stop the movie. <laughs> oh <my laughs> the, God. the paramedics came in and pulled him out to pull him out. And
0: then there's like more people trying to come in now. They're like, <laughs> oh my God, that's a good movie.
1: So we had a lot of homeless people come in. And, people are shushing the paramedics. Shh, I'm <laughs> trying to watch
2: the movie. Jeez. The coolest thing ever, that ever happened. I might have told the story on this. You know the film. You know the, the so there's heavy metal. Yeah. The badass American uh, animated feature, but the, what the Canadian film is called Rock and Rule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah which is wonderful. Sure, yeah. And it's directed by Clive Owen, who directed Clive, Clive o- Owen. Wait, no, that can't Clive be Clive right. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <gonna say. laughs> no, it's directed by Jonathan Winters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was it's, like, wait a minute. Clive Smith. Who did the Boba Fett animated sequence in the Star Wars Holiday Special? Okay, the there it is. The animation festival said, oh, we're going to show, Lee, we're going to show rock and roll. We're going to bring in a 35 millimeter print of rock and roll. We're going to show it at, at the National Archives. Like, That's great. Wow. And so I'm sitting there wanting to sell tickets, and then I got a call. It's like, just don't sell any tickets. Line everyone up. And it was, there was 350 people. There was It was almost 400 people lined up, and they were, went out the front door and down the street. And I was like, we're starting in five minutes and I haven't sold a ticket. What's going on? And then Clive Smith came up the aisle, came right towards me. And he goes, how many people are in line? I'm like, well, I think there's more people in line than we have seats, but we have 350 seats. And he goes, how much is a ticket? And I said, $10. So he wrote me a check for $3,500. Let everyone in. What? Wow, and that's what happened. Like that's pretty badass. That's thing not where I thought you right were going with that at all. Isn't that a cool story? That yeah, that's a much that. better
0: ending. though. I thought he was just going to be like, yeah, I don't, I don't want this shown. So uh, yeah. no.
2: And, and they all came in to watch it, like, glorious mint condition 35 millimeter print of one of the god. coolest badass feature-length films great soundtrack I, and as i've been trying to find that print i can't find it nelvana is from toronto yeah Someone's produced in toronto right, right? i don't know no one at nelvana knows where that print is oh my god it might be, i wonder if it's in the national archives of canada I wonder could be if, if they have one here it's But Rocket Wheel is out there isn't it like on dvd or oh i think like... there's a yeah a really expensive blu-ray yeah I'd love to have the. I'd love to watch that movie again I, on the big screen. It's crazy it's how badass. unknown it is to most people. Is, like, it, I, is yeah. it a feature? People don't know. I think maybe Heavy Metal buried it or something. It's like yeah. it's a
1: feature like the C. It used to be mm-hmm. on CBC. I was or gonna or say something. I saw it on TV because like so I could yeah. remember if it was like one of those like forty-five minute specials kind of thing.
2: It's like one of the first well, times I saw boobies.
1: I remember seeing that cartoon, and that was my first sense of. I saw it when I was like, you know, 12 or something and being like, this isn't a Saturday morning cartoon. Like, <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Like
0: the creepy feeling when I saw Heavy Metal the first time. I remember buying that from like a record store, the VHS of that. I hadn't seen it, but it was just like a hard R and I was like, yeah, this looks pretty interesting and I'm watching it. You're just, It's got that like the dirty Fritz the Cat feel at times yeah. where you're just oh, like, sure. oh, I, I don't know I was this. 10
2: when it came out as a new movie and that must it was a first your head choice. Off. There they showed trailers like, oh my God, this looks amazing. Yeah. And, and my dad let me say, if you go to sleep, if you go to bed, at 10 i'll wake you up at midnight to watch the show oh man so I, he let me do that it was before we had a vcr yeah and i stayed up and there was so much swearing and nudity and fucking and i was freaking out i was sweating in my pajamas <laughs> i didn't know how to take it and my dad got up to pee at one point and i was so nervous i turned the channel because i was afraid he'd come in the room and then he went back to bed and i put back on heavy metal <laughs> oh man i loved it
0: yeah that's not you know
2: for the most part like a
0: lot
1: of it's like not bad but then there's like a lot of it is pretty bad as well <laughs> like, Well, like, many a nerd, their first association with something restricted like that in magazine form was not a Playboy. It was heavy metal magazine. Yeah. Where on the surface, you're like, oh, I got it at a comic store. It looks whatever. But then it would have, and nothing too crazy, but that was your first look at nudity. Yeah. Yeah. It was on the top rack. It was Uh, National uh, Geographic. Yeah. (laughs) I can't
2: believe it wasn't turned into a movie. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay, on that note, believe it or not It's already way past time to wrap things up Really? Yeah, we're at like 45 minutes almost Wow, okay not even going to ramble on with yeah, recommendations leave, leave or anything. space for so. the rock and roll trailer at the end. Yeah, <laughs> well, all the,
2: with all the commercial breaks, it's going to be an hour. There yeah, you go. yeah, true.
1: <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. We didn't even say it at the beginning because we just ran into this, but we're recording this on June 26th, 5th? 23rd? Maybe? I don't know. I think it's 23rd. So that's where we are in the world. We're in the COVID late June 2020. If you're listening in a timely manner, keep tuned to our social media and our podcast. And when we have news, you will know what we know of when we are reopening. Uh, I will quickly say this Friday, we have another 36 Chambers presentation of Petey Wheatstraw. Petey Wheatstraw. So tune into that. That'll be a fun (laughs) night of live commentary. And we should have more 36 Chambers stuff coming in the future. I think we're going to have that Possibly, even when we're back to a normal world, Mm. that might be our only kind of virtual cinema thing. And then we might have them in for big screen events and stuff. So, hopefully, stay tuned. Our friends at House of Targ across the street are going to be doing pierogies for pre sale and pickup. So, if you're in Ottawa, you can get your pierogies from Targ. Well worth the extra effort to do that. Definitely. We'll be back next week with another podcast, maybe with Lee again, now that we're on this new time schedule. Yeah. Maybe Lee can Anything back. Anything could happen. Who knows? <laughs> who knows?
2: Why would you have me back? I keep
1: swearing.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's just saying it to be
0: nice. <laughs> nice. He was saying it on the podcast. Yeah. Afterwards, he's like, we can't I, do this as again. As soon as they stop, I press <laughs> stop, I, I
1: flip over the table <laughs> and yell, how dare you? I can't like, wait. yesterday's Aunt Jemima.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. He will be, he's being replaced. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll
1: be back for our Schumacher retrospective
0: next uh, week. I can't wait. And we can mourn the guy who bankrolled Polar Express. Oh, yeah, that Steve happened Steve Bing. Not the discoverer of the terrible search engine. No. And
2: I get to tell you who the actor is. Oh, right? I can't oh yeah, wait. yeah, we got to stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to finish up.
1: Okay, thanks, everybody. Take care, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: We need to do a double bill of Heavy Metal 2000 and Blues Brothers 2000 someday. Oh,
1: no, why? <laughs> <laughs> wow,
2: I can't believe Josh said yeah. that. Yeah, we can probably jump those. crazy of an idea that was.
1: Rock and rule. Good band, hot music. Best of times, it could have lasted forever. Rock and Rule Journey to a world where the cosmic forces of music, magic, and technology collide, bring you head to head with a beautiful from another
2: dimension. The Beauty,
1: songs by Deborah Harry. The Beast, songs by Lou Reed and Iggy Pop. The Beat, songs by Cheat Trick and Earth, Wind and Fire. Love, love,
0: and war. Rock and rule.